Welcome to our weekly and Episcopal Sermon podcast. We are so glad you found us. This is a live recording of the gospel reading and sermon from last Sunday's service at the Episcopal Church in Almaden. The life of this podcast depends on your listening support. If you enjoy our podcast and would like to support us, simply subscribe to this podcast on your channel of choice. Come. Join us along our shared path for today's episode. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus went out and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen. A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear them, the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what is, was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. The great thing about the parables is how open they are, how simple, yet how, if you study them or meditate upon them, they explode into many possible layers of meaning, and there's bound to be one that has your name on it. So it's odd that Jesus sits down with the disciples and nails down only one meaning for this parable, which we're all familiar with. It's not something he generally does. In fact, many scholars believe that the explanation is a later addition to the text, one written to suit that author, in this case Matthew's, agenda. It may or may not be the one that fits us best today. So, Let's go back and try to figure out what the parable means for each of us. The explanation suggests that we're the seed, 
As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word but has no root. So if we are the seed, who's the sower? What is the soil? Does God have any other role in this story? If we're the seed, then God is the sower, the growth giver, the seed maker. And the soil is our hearts, our souls, our spirits. But maybe the explanation is saying that the word of God is the seed. As it says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in the heart. If the word of God, the gospel, is the seed, then what are we? The word, then, is the seed, so maybe we're the soil. And the sower, then, is God, who is also, again, the growth giver, the harvest maker. On the other hand, as Christians, it's our job, too, to sow the seeds of the kingdom, to plant the idea of the reign of God. So maybe we're the sower. If that's the case, what's God's role? Well, God, then, is the rain, the growth giver, the harvest maker. The seed is the gospel, or Christian faithfulness and action, the things we do as Christians in the world. And the soil, then, is the hearts of hearers of the word, or maybe, at a deeper level, the world itself. Okay, so the sower can be us or others who are working for gospel values like peace and justice, or the sower might be God, or the sower might be Christian faithfulness itself. The seed might be us, or it might be God's word sown in the hearts of hearers or cast on the rocks, or it might be faithful action, some of which seems to just go to waste quite a lot of it. The soil might be us too. Or it might be the world or the heart of anyone who hears the good news. The parable actually seems to work pretty well for any of these interpretations. What in the story is constant to all of them? Any ideas? The harvest, the harvest. Apparently in those days, if you planted seed, you were lucky to get four times back what you planted. If you had a really great year, it was seven or eight times. But the idea of a harvest of a hundredfold or 60 or 30 is unbelievably huge. This is the part of the parable that makes everybody say, what? That's just not possible. This must be what we're supposed to pay attention to. The real good news is that, the, is that the yield of the reign of God is greater than we can expect or imagine. And I suspect this is something we really need to hear this week and most weeks. You turn on the news and it's generally not great news. Maybe that's because bad news sells better, but it can be discouraging. 
I don't need to tell you about the sorrows of this broken world. They're all too much with us. And then what happens when all our best efforts seem to be for nothing? We often see it in the nation or at the world level, but it's true at an individual level too. You work really hard for something you believe in and it falls apart. You raise your children with all the skill you can muster and hope in your heart and something terrible happens and they and you have to suffer. Or you're a faithful pastor in charge of a church and you work harder than you ever have and attendance drops. Or you decide that all politics is local and you volunteer all your time to try to make a difference and nothing changes. You may think, what a waste. <clears throat> and yet, seeds fall where they may and many are lost. We're not in charge, it seems, of which ones take root and flourish. But the rate of the harvest is something we never dreamed of. Can't even picture how it will be or come about. At a personal level, when we surrender control of our lives to God, all our expectations of how life should unfold, what we should be doing, what we will be doing, who will be doing it with, all these things might change. And the harvest will not be something we planned on. For example, who will be the beneficiaries of future church? Not this congregation, for the most part. Not your partners in this work, either. Who will be celebrating 50 years from now the good work you're doing? You are sowing, and others will reap. And that's not a bad thing. Hope and confidence are the gifts of this parable, and also a kind of a carefree abandon. What a relief it is to be not in charge of the outcome. We are to love and serve the way those seeds are cast on the ground without partiality, not minding if some of our effort seems to be wasted. You never know. Our failures are certainly useful for us, and they may be of some help to somebody else too. But maybe our very favorite seed our greatest deed, our most magnificent sacrifice will end up parched on the side of the road or inside a fat robin. At the harvest, Jesus is telling us that doesn't matter. It's not ours to control or fix or even worry about. The news contained in this parable can lighten our steps and extend our reach. We are called to sow the seed or prepare the soil or to grow and bear fruit. But as we do, we can enjoy hearing the birds sing and not worry about them. We can let the weeds do what they may. They're not our concern. The love we offer to the world, that's the seed of the kingdom. For us, Christ is the word and wisdom of God whose witness transforms us who teaches us to work for the healing of the world. That word, in spite of us, that goes forth from God's mouth, will not return empty, but will accomplish that which God intends for us 
and succeed in why it was sent. Thank you for listening to this week's episode on An Episcopal Sermon Podcast. May this episode inspire you to apply lessons from these teachings to your everyday life. If you found inspiration in this episode, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast through the channel of your choice and spread the word. If you would like to see the full service from which today's sermon was drawn, visit our YouTube channel linked in the show notes of this episode. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to donate any amount to our listeners' support on Anchor or visit the donation page on our website, www.churchinalmaden.org slash donations.